go not the nude year it's not well it could be i don't know yet it could be i don't know yet are those tearaway jeans yes then it could be the nude year but i'm gonna keep my clothes on i know but i'm saying we're, we're living on the razor's edge of the nude year i want everyone to think of this year nude or new yeah either way you come into this world nude and new sure and start present what is the father when the baby new year right isn't the new year baby i don't know i'm telling words. you it is the new year's the new year's cryptid is a little baby i don't know but apparently it's words. like a billion years old and i don't know them in that yes sequence. no i'm telling you right now the new year looks like a little baby with a top hat the new year that's a cryptid okay yeah. but it's clothed but i want you to think of yourself right right now imagine exactly where you are right now yeah. imagine it imagine where you are right now yeah and then think of that next year yes right there you go let's be just a little off not mm. like centered but like just move to the left or right yeah. and then boom, every year we just move a little bit and then yeah. we finally get to where we want two three hundred years yeah hey hey that's an easier way to do it because slow and steady wins the race but also i want you guys to picture just as we're telling them what to picture yeah picture that joey and i for this year and this year alone that's it are always recording nude but we're ashamed. Yes. And so we're, picture that there's blankets around, our clothes are around, uh-huh. and we're, we're desperately covering our bodies with yes. our clothes, and we wish we could wear them. But for whatever reason, and you can make up the reason, we're there nude. And, but we don't, want either, we don't want each other to see our naked no, bodies. No, no. There's a lot of fear in that. Yeah. Remember Mike's long butthole. So that's mm-hmm. poking out from one of the sheets. That's right. It's not distended. It's long. <laughs> that's just, I feel like I always want to make sure not everyone a pink understands sock, that. Okay? Now, I have something I'm really excited to talk to Joey about. He doesn't know about it. I, he knows one detail about it, which is just my friend's name. Um, but so a friend of mine, good friend, enemy of the pod, Andres Rebejon. There it is. Pretty close That's, to the pronunciation. I, I, asked, I, I asked Andres to send me a phonetic pronunciation, uh-huh. and he just sent me a voice memo of him just saying it. Now, Andres is a good pal of mine, music producer guy in L.A., he listens to the pod. Los Angeles. I know him through the chess community. He and I just met one time at a chess thing, and then I happened to be going to a separate chess club, Come and, on. and I said, you want to ride? And then I drove him there. Sparks flew immediately. And, and we really became good pals, and he's from Columbia. And every time he says anything re- referring to the pod, I'm like, I can't believe you're a listener. I love it, and I appreciate it so much. Now, recently, I sent him a link to watch the movie that I made with Marcus Ray, Joey, Lauren, Enemy of the Pod, Paula Tompkins, yeah. and several other very uh, funny people. My movie called Misrepresented. I sent it to him, and his main takeaway, he said it was very funny, all the nice, normal stuff, but he said, I was shocked to see what Joey looks like. Oh, man, thank you. And I was like, well, what What do you mean? I say, so I'm going to read a series well, of I texts. Ass- I assume it's all that he thought, I thought I was way more jacked than I was supposed to be. I said, look, just, I'm curious, could you send me a picture of what you thought he would look like, yeah. and I'll show it to him while we record our next awesome. episode. Now, let me let me guess what it might be. Well, let me show you, because I said, for instance, I've been picturing that you think he looks like this. Okay, so it's an AI-generated, realistic image of Peter, Peter Griffin, Griffin from Family Guy. Okay. I assume yeah. that's what he had in mind. Yeah. You thought that that's what he thought. That's what I thought with, he thought. That's not what I think. With a Family Guy logo with floating. With CM. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, yeah. And okay. he said, he laughed at that. He loved LOL. that. And then he said, no, it was something a little bit more like this. 
Oh, nice. Okay, Alfred E. Newman. Yeah, so the, the Mad Magazine guy <laughs> is what he thought he looked like. And he said... That's high praise. That's, he, that's said, high praise. he said, I thought he had like a little Seth Green in there too. He has like a white man voice, but like a little bit of ginger for some reason. And I assumed he'd be short as fuck, like five six. I don't know why. Then I saw him and I was like, nah, that's not him. Stop lying. So that's just something that I found very funny. I it was love fun, it was fun for me to think about people imagining what you look Man, like. Man, that is also very fun. I love that. I've never with the idea that that's what you look like. I'm like, oh, I see why. Because we do talk about you being smaller than me all the yeah, time, which yeah. you are. I'm but, not, but I'm you, it is uh, it is significant. Anytime I see a picture, I'm quite surprised. But so he must have been assuming from that that you must be so small. Short king. Yeah, exactly. A exactly. king nonetheless. No, but you're not a short king. You're not I, small enough to be a short king. But I'm still... No, you're not small I, enough. You're I'm just a regular guy. I'm on the court. I'm on the court. You're a lord. Oh, I'll fucking die for that king. You're an honorary lord. Don't you think for a second when he's in the fucking bath, I got a spear ready, a tiny spear. Don't open it when I'm talking. It's a kombucha. Don't it's not as loud. Don't open it when I'm talking about the king, bud. That's how you fucking die. That's how I fucking off your ass. Just like in the Tim the Chalamet short king remember that one okay Henry the fifth that's right. All right yeah when he kills that guy at the fucking end I've actually never been able to make it through a Timothy Chalamet thing they're fun oh no I got through all of uh tell me by t- t- call me your call me by your name call me your name call me by my tummy yeah <laughs> I like Timmy see Sh- I think he's great I think he's got a great thing coming out with Dune 2 I can't yeah. wait to see it I'm not gonna I see can't Wonka. get there I can't get there not gonna see Wonka though. yeah but I, I but think I every single per- no one will fight you on that if you tell someone that you're you're fucking you're putting a flag in the ground I will not see Wonka every person's like no I get that Nazi Andres, no, Andres, no, hold no, on, hold I on. will not see that. No, 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 no. Andres, this is what I want to say, bud. I really, really appreciate that take. And actually, I don't, there is no malice. I don't take any yeah. any hate from that. I yeah. totally got what you were doing. Well, a Colombian guy thinking that you look like the little uh, Mad Magazine guy, oh. it actually almost it almost does feel like a compliment. If a thousand percent, yeah. where it's just like I, I mean, growing up in Miami and like uh, being Cuban, like I get that. I'm yeah. like that. That's that's Americana, baby. Yeah, yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like I'm, I'm up there. I'm in the tapestry it's of nice Mount to, Rushmore. It's, it's nice to look away from you and picture that that's what you look like. No, it's it's amazing. I I mean, yeah. I wish I did look like that. I, I was. A, this is what's fun is yeah. that I. You have to think like, oh, when people meet you, yeah. they they they're judging the book by the cover, and yes. then they get to know your personality after that. So yeah. having someone get to know my deep, rich, empathetic, kind, loving, caring personality, mm. as you know it, as mm-hmm. everyone else who's listening, before seeing that you're also drop dead gorgeous. <laughs> Well, we know that that's I what you're saying. I don't look good in hat and glasses. Yeah. I'm not a list. Yeah, I'm not a list. No, but you throw a hat on you. You're a director, and directors oh, a director, can be hideous. Sure. But I really appreciate that, and I think that's important for everybody. If there's an opportunity, this is what I would do with this. This is I'm just going to go Whoa. off on this. Whoa. I can. Now, this is new year. This is the nude year energy. Nude energy. Nude rules. Okay. Yeah. From now on, when you're going out to a party, I think it should be in the pitch darkness. Okay, yep. like that. Everyone like clothes. Those, like those restaurants. Exactly. Except yeah. no food being served. I don't want any utensils out there. Yeah. I don't know how the servers are doing unless you're using military grade night goggles. And if they're getting sure. that kind of tech, who the hell's trading it to them? Because yeah. that's our our tax dollars going to that PF Chang's. Yeah. Okay, so what I want you to understand is this. Huh? Wait, what? <laughs> okay. Well, that's where the restaurant's yeah, going yeah. down. I don't know no, what's going mind, on. You know never what mind, never mind. So, so when, when you're at this party, right, mm-hmm. and you're hanging out in, in the complete darkness, and everyone's talking and getting to know each other, the very end of the night, high, high UV light. I mean, like, 
sun level. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm talking about 200 million lumens okay. minimum on like about 50 cans Yeah, overhead. that's just going to just do to everyone what the sun does to the vampires in Blade. That's just going to blow you right away. We're going to see a little bit of your skeleton for a second, and even that'll turn to dust. Well, we can all hope to have that kind of CGI for our If dad. it's that high, Joe, <laughs> I'm just saying turn down the lumens. All I'm saying, Mike, is I'm just trying to have people connect. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to the pod. You know what I would do to you guys hanging out, thinking about stuff, talking about it, and then letting you know what we just said. And not always thinking about it. No, okay. Sometimes it just happens. Yeah. You just got to spit it out there. Mm-hmm. Now, we got an audience doo-doo. And this... Yeah. Is intent. This is our first Patreon yes. audience to, with extreme, extreme priority. Yeah. So I can't wait to get into it. And, and, read and this. Joey called me up to read me this one. The most fear I've ever heard in I his voice. I was scared. He was. He kept saying, "I'm shaketh." Now, I'm shaketh. You, and I said, "You mean shook?" I think mm, you want to say shook. He said, "No, shaketh." No, no. He goes, "Shakespeare's back, baby, hey, and he's badder than ever." <laughs> let's and I'm do saying, it. All right, all right. I don't know if people have read the guy's work, yeah. but it's legit. You know, I'm not a fan. It's fun. Yeah. So Mike has access to the email. No, no, I don't. I've never been in there. I have never been able to get in there. I thought I let you. No, you don't. You don't think that. Uh, you don't respond to any of my texts ever. Huh. Then you just call me. And now, bad news, people. FaceTime allows you to leave messages. Yes. So it does. some of our lives are getting fucking turned upside down right now. Sorry. <laughs> That's what you get for having an in at Apple. I told Lauren the other day, I said, Did you know that FaceTime lets you leave messages now? And her face dropped she She said oh no 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 no. yeah 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 bud so this comes from lucy gross all right now lucy had initially sent out an email asking for for our help you know we we replied to it but we weren't getting to it and she needed the help now so she she sent this email in response yeah we agree that that joey should read them in reverse order yeah that's just just give you a little context of what we're dealing with it's fun and it's kind of how stories are told now yeah exactly it doesn't have to all be linear you know what the story goes exactly how i want to tell it start in the middle and end at the beginning as long as i'm saying words it's a fucking story that's correct here we go she goes on to say this (laughs) i hoped it wouldn't come to this all right joey listen up i don't know why she's just naming me Mm -hmm. a few weeks ago i poured my heart out to you I told you about my struggling relationship and pleaded for you to use your expertise to save our partnership. I was so excited when I heard back from you. I knew that with you and Mike, there you are, taking up my cause, there was no way my relationship could fail. I eagerly listened each week, ready to hear you and read my email and solve this crisis. I can mess up. (laughs) As the weeks went by, a dawning dread came over me and my faith in you began to wane. Could it be? Have I been forgotten? Yeah. I began to mourn the death of not only my relationship with Riley, but also my belief that there was no good in the world. Week after week, I was forced to listen to you answer audience doo-doos like, isn't that crazy? Yep. And when you know I didn't like that one. Uh-oh. Then came last week's pod, where Mike demanded an explanation of how you select audience questions. What I heard shocked and appalled me. <laughs> I could not believe that instead of using your power to save my relationship, you have been giving priority to an old schmo who popped in your inbox. Surely the Joey whose wisdom I've come to rely on wouldn't be so cavalier with the fate of a dedicated listener. Then it dawned on me. You were testing me. You wanted to see how far I was willing to go to fix this problem. I needed to prove that I would do whatever it took for the sake of my relationship. 
So I became a donor on Patreon. Yep. I left a carefully crafted review on Apple Podcasts. I reactivated my Instagram account solely to follow the pod as well as the personal accounts of you and Mike. Thank you so much, by the we way. Really hey, every that. number matters. Now I beseech you. Read my audience doo-doo on your next recording. Reaffirm my faith in humanity. Dox my boyfriend and get him to listen to your pod. I know you'll do the right thing. Sincerely, Lucy Gross. Social security number 481-516-2342. Come on, right? I mean, And to get it in this order, it alludes to so many things we haven't yet explored or heard. Yeah. yeah. And we're going to... So something about a relationship, doxing a boyfriend, asking for advice. Yes. And now we're going to hear that email. Okay, here we go. This is the first one. And so this one came before what was just read. Exactly. So I don't know. This is how I'd explain it to an executive. Yeah. (laughs) I would need like a whiteboard and I would need nine and a half hours. (laughs) But why wasn't the first one read first? (laughs) Well, because it didn't... So this is the original. She goes on to say... She goes on to say... Hello, esteemed gentlemen. I've been a dedicated listener ever since I discovered your podcast through Man Dog Pod. Ryan Rosenberg. Hello. Come on. So funny. Shout out to Ryan Rosenberg and Dan LaPert. Let's do it. Your voices keep me company at work and bring me endless joy. But I desperately need your help with something. My boyfriend does not listen to you know what I would do. That's not good. I don't like that. I don't either. As a result, our relationship is suffering and may not survive. Oh my God, I should have read this first. I need your help to save our relationship and cement our love. You are my last hope. My boyfriend's name is Riley Tebbets. We got the name. We got you, Riley. We got you fucking dead to rights. What would you do about getting Riley to listen to your podcast with love and gratitude? Lucy Gross. Thank you so much, Thank Lucy. you so much. First and foremost, you're going to need some kind of clockwork orange contraption, mm-hmm. but for his ears. That expands the ears so he can listen in the holes even better. You're going straight to the... No, dude. no. I oh. said first things first. Just a little thing to think about. Little yeah, but put things going in the ears and expanding the holes in there. For what? Just to think about. So just, you do that. That's my question. So you're doing you, that you do just that as a day-to-day. To Riley alone. Just to Riley Tibbetts. So I understand. So Riley Tibbetts. Tibbetts. Okay. Is just going to have this contraption in his ear day-to-day. Yeah. Just day-to-day. Because okay. I'm, I'm wondering first and foremost, that is it a physiological issue? It's an auditory issue. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Is he not hearing things correctly? Because I'll say this. I actually love this. And I want to keep that in, in mind and play when we're And that's just an opener. Because that's not even my whole thing. Oh, I, no. I, I first want to attack Riley. Well, I, well we can't, okay? Because we're trying to keep the trying to keep the relationship together. We're trying to save the relationship, okay? Whatever. We don't do that with violence. Yeah, we do that yeah, with love. Yeah, we do that with yeah, compassion. Yeah, yeah, Riley's great. Riley is great. He's got something wrong with him. Oh, he's and fucked that's up. Not his fault. Oh, Riley is fucked up. Okay, yeah, but don't it's get not me his wrong. fault. It's not his fault. It's not his fault. It's not his fault. He's okay. not blameless, but it's not his fault. Oh, I blame his yeah. ass. Oh, it's, it's something he's fault. doing, and it's something inside of him that is wrong. He's pure evil, and we have to attack <laughs> yeah, him. Okay, but it's not his fault. But it's, it's not his fault. Okay. Yes. And if there's one thing that's not violent, it's making your ear hole bigger, expanded over time, forced saw-like mechanism with no limit in mind <laughs> no limit okay yeah no limit at all all right but i i like that because what if the fact that he doesn't like or not even listen to you know what i would do what if that's a reflection to him not listening to the relationship yep him not listening to the world him not listening to himself i want to know what he is listening to i don't think anything i don't think riley is able to at the moment yeah. sure does he have music he enjoys hundred yeah. percent. Are there film and television pieces that he puts on ad nauseum? Without a doubt. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that Riley is listening to those yes. things. Yes. Just he noise. Can, he can hear, but he's not listening. Not listening. Yes, that's he's not great. Not taking it in. That, that seems like it's probably from the Bible, now, right? Uh, 
I don't know. No, you don't know. Don't it just know. seems like one of those Bible things. Well, you thank you though. Thank you. So what <laughs> what I think that we need to do yeah. is if with Lucy's blessing, mm-hmm. this is what I would this is my what I oh, would okay, do. Yeah. I'm getting into it. With Lucy's blessing, we have Riley come stay and live with us mm. anywhere from eight to fifteen months. Yeah. All right. Just and, let him audit. <laughs> exactly. Just audit it. Just see if you're into it. Just see if you're into it. Yeah. Now what does that mean? Yeah. No, you're not in some kind of cage on the ground where you got to be on all fours and I keep on dumping water on your feet to get your feet all pruned up. And then I make you walk around on some crackers so the crackers get inside your little soft feet. That's not what I'm saying. You have your own room. Mm-hmm. We give you a car. We give you a 2006 Lexus sedan. Mm-hmm. Get the driver where the hell you but want. We're going to want you to have your own job as well because we don't want your whole life to be about us. Well, you got to pay rent. You're, yeah, exactly. You're going to have to afford that room. <laughs> have to afford that room and make sure to like pitch into the fucking fridge. And we'll fridge. see you when we see you. Yeah, but I don't know yeah. what to tell you, okay? Yeah. But my whole life doesn't fucking revolve around you, Riley. I'm a commercial pilot, okay? Yeah. I got things to do. But you got to follow us. You got to hang yeah. out with us, okay? Yeah. And you know what, Riley? I think your job and what you're going to do in this way that we're thinking, oh, man, we're going to get Riley to fucking figure us out and like, you know, enjoy what we're doing on the day to day. Sure. Right? What is he actually doing? Getting us to enjoy us again on the day to day. Because we, we, because we, you and I, we, we've always had that dynamic. We need one roommate we ignore. Yep. We need the one roommate that we go, I think he ate my bread. Yeah. And then, and then I'm, oh. I'm constantly complaining to you about how I know I have more slices. Yeah. I know I have more slices. Yep. You're covered in breadcrumbs, but I'm like, you're my boy. Oh, but who knew? I mean, that could be anything. That could be anything. That could, be, anything. That. That could be dandruff. You okay, could have exactly. really bad chronic dandruff. Uh, exactly. Or, or mites. Exactly. Uh, who knows? I don't fucking know. Yeah, you, you might know. have some kind of health thing where you, who knows how much time you have left. Or it might be even like a magical thing where I'm able to produce breadcrumbs. Yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. And I love that. Now, what I would do similar, mine is mine is more, it's like I have a knee-jerk reaction where I go, oh, you're not going to listen to us? So then I'll listen to you. What? And so I buy all sorts of listening equipment, uh-huh. and I just spend my time, I spend my time like a hateful ex. I'm, I'm yeah. following Riley around. I, I have a listening device. I'm always listening. And anytime he says something and it sounds like he thinks it's interesting, I go, <laughs> whatever, you don't, you, don't, you don't listen to us. And I just kind of quietly deride him to myself alone while listening. But I don't want to. I have a wife, a kid, I have a job. Yeah, all where this are stuff. you doing this? So I'm gonna. I only do this for like one or two years. They don't live here. I assume no, they wherever live it is, Phoenix, Arizona. Yeah, you mentioned it your is. wife and kids. So where the what? Are the, what is that doing for? I'm you? saying. Well, the, I, we're gonna treat it like a job. <laughs> okay. Okay. We're gonna treat it like a job. It's gonna yeah. require a lot Sounds of my like time. Sounds like an obsession. Doesn't sound like a yeah. job. Oh, okay. I don't recall giving notes to your king conditional. You just bleeped yourself out, asshole. <laughs> I don't recall giving you notes. But yeah, Riley. I hope that helped. Lucy. No, Riley, I hope that... No, dude, no. No, we got back to the violence of it all, Riley. Mother... No, hold on. Look, we got to save the relationship, okay? We're doing a lot of of self-serving shit. I think we got to think about the relationship right now, okay? Riley, just expand those ear holes. That's one thing to do. Riley, if everyone... Hold on, that's what I want to do. Everyone listening to the pod, just... Stop listening for a second. Yeah. I mean, keep it playing because you're going to have to click back in. Yeah. But just don't turn listen. Turn down the volume in your car. Turn it to zero, but keep it playing. Yeah. Okay. Riley, crank it up. Okay. Yeah. Riley, I'm just ta- Riley Tebbits. I don't know if there's other Riley's listening, mm-hmm. but Riley Tebbits. Sure. I'm talking to you, bud. And this is what I want to say. Get over here, no, you no, knucklehead. That's not, come on, Get over bro. here, you knucklehead. Come on, just hang out, man. How much money do you want to listen? Look, man, we're desperate. Please, it's not a joke please, to how us. much fucking money do you want, dude? <laughs> we please. We're going to always act like we're tough and like we, you know, sort of strong-armed you into being a fan, but we'll give you anything you want. Give we're pathetic. We're losers. What do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? We want to kill Mike? <laughs> well, anyway, hope that helped. Hope that helped. Okay, moving right along. 
Today, today's another day where I've allowed Joey to come up with all of the subjects. Allowed. Well, normally, allowed. normally you come in and you've got them, and then I start erasing them and I add in new ones. Yeah. And today I allowed yours to stay, and I oh, elected dude. to do no work. Wow. What? Wow. I'm surprised to hear that reaction. I thought you were going to be bowing down on the ground and saying, "Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, Mikey." Why? Why? I don't know. I guess I, I guess I think the world's a little bit more beautiful than it actually turns out to be. <laughs> That's really sweet. So today, our here our first subject is borders. Mm-hmm. Now I assume it's not the book company. That's correct. And it's so you're talking about political borders in yeah. in global geography. Yes, and I'm not talking about them as they are now, even though that will end up being what it is. But I'm just talking about the idea of a border. Yeah, the idea of control the idea of a fiefdom or like you know what is this environment that we live in or we call our own our culture yeah all that shit and as i was reading up on it there's no real history there's no real like writings or any kind of like talk of like you know someone being like this is this is where it started it's just a natural thing where people are protecting and yeah this is our village exactly right and like what does that mean like how far does that go like you know etc etc and i and i as i was a as I was, I was looking into it, uh-huh. it always came up to where the boundary where people who are out living outside the law, the norms of that community lived, that's where that border was. Uh-huh. You know, like in the movie, what's it called? The, the, the M. Night Shyamalan one where the woods, Joaquin Phoenix, he's in the woods, he's in the woods. The village. The village, right? You go up to that, don't go past the thing, right? And then, okay, why? Because outside there is, they, they're lawless. Yeah. Right? These are different rules than what we abide by. And I found that really interesting. So it's just that control thing of like, well, if you step outside of here, that border you are now in a situation, you are now going to be amongst people who are might take advantage of you for X amount of reasons or, or, or whatever. But that idea of like where I understand we live in America, right? We have our own border, et cetera, and all that shit. Each state has its own border. And I can say each state has its own kind of cultural identity. But then in each state, you have a county and cities and that, 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 that. So how far does it go down until our own personal borders? Now I'm talking boundaries with people, but like where we are comfortable in living or being and cetera and all that shit just found it so strange like growing up in miami and like that kind of lifestyle and that kind of reality then coming here to uh you know la it's totally different totally different very similar people i think people are good everywhere etc but like culturally the norms the laws the rules is yeah different and personal borders you're saying yeah like yeah. like your own stuff like what is that it's an abstract concept, but like you know, where yeah. where are you where are you comfortable? Well, with? it is making me think about um, that book that I talked about a couple episodes ago about geology, the uh, ends of the world. Yeah, and one of the things in that that was kind of blowing my mind was like Pangea. That was that was like once you put that in the, what? that that was like a way you don't even have anything. <laughs> you don't even have anything there. That that was ju- that was like a, a thing that happened like somewhat recently. Like the yeah. the the history it was of like way before that there like just it, the the tectonic plates are constantly in motion. The idea that any place is any place or that oh, any yeah. borders are real is so bizarre. I mean, where does Atlantis fit into all this? Uh huh. I, I don't know what to tell you, dude. <laughs> okay, um, but my like the 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 it, I always feel like the idea of like nationalism. It all comes down to that same thing where I just go, oh man, like, so stupid. What are these it's things? Insane. Well, same thing with religion. Or these are man-made, formulated ideas for a large, for the most part, to control you, right? To like you yeah. know put you in a self-policing state so the people in power don't have to do that and use their energy and resources doing that to you, right? Now they can use you to buy berries and chocolates and uh-huh. little gems to put on the fingertips, right? <laughs> sure. All that shit. So it's just, it's silly. It's stupid. I, I don't understand 
when I'm watching a, a football game, I see that. Well, and, and the pros, I get it, whatever, but like there's there's <laughs> like American flag on the helmet, and I'm saying like American player, and like you know players can have a different flag. There, I'm like, that's cool. Who cares? Yeah. I don't care. Yeah, you yeah, know what I mean. Yeah. I'm like, I'm, I, I, I don't care. Yeah, I'm watching this game to then watch a Burger King commercial. Yeah. That's why I'm <laughs> yeah. watching an NFL game. I'm watching this game to further adhere to the capitalist system. But I, I, I've actually been wondering if, if stuff like nationalism or, or whatever. Yeah, I guess nationalism. Do you think that stuff's on the rise or on the decline? On the rise interesting interesting dude i live in such like my own world where i just assume that everyone is experiencing these things in a similar way and going like oh that's you know sort of like weaponized by the system we're all in or whatever but no you don't think that's happening i think more people are even more uh well here i'll say that the the noise that's projected is definitely that i think there's like a bubble that's forming that we're about to like it's we're getting closer and more connected than ever we're getting to understand more of the horrors that we create and also the more of the beauty that we create uh-huh. and because that's freaking people out. So people want to stay within their little tribe, stay within their little culture that's comfortable and known, even though they don't know what the fuck it is anyway. So they're saying like, let me stay here, let me stay here, let me stay here. And those people, I think, are just a loud minority. Yeah. Right? But they're making it seem bigger than it is. Because most people, I think, like I said, most people are super nice. Yeah. People are good people. They want good things that happen to each other. They just want to be left alone in the way that just like, please let me live my life. I just, I don't care what you do. You're not going to hurt me, right? Great. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's what everyone is. When you travel, when you go outside of, of your own bubble, don't you like realize how similar everyone is? Uh-huh. And like that people are doing things a little differently. And you're like, oh, why can't I bring that into what I'm doing, et cetera? That's what's exciting. That's what's fun. And when you, you know, when you stay within that little bubble, obviously nationalism chokes you out of that shit. Uh-huh. But yeah, it's not good. It's not good. It, it is weird. I do feel like at a certain point in my life, like as a child, realizing that like all basically all borders are arbitrary yeah i feel like it, you remember like the first time you crossed a state line my family go on a lot of road trips when i was a kid uh-huh. i remember driving through one and going like wait what you can just do that we're just like in another and there's not it's just like that sign is all that we yeah. know that says that and uh-huh. there's no real difference like i think in my mind as a kid every i, I think everything adheres to like cartoon rules <laughs> where there should be like a visual difference between all these places like a real line separates them mm-hmm. but again it's you know i i feel like the one of the main things that human beings do is try to create like structures in place of the nebulous gray that is reality and so they go like that place is like this, and this place is like this, and then that is seldom true. It's it's like your mom telling you you're not going to like it, and you haven't tried it yet. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I will say one of the whenever I think about Ireland, and I apologize if we have Irish uh, listeners, and I disparage uh, Ireland uh, ever, but I'm sure I do all the time. Yeah. But yeah. You do. I remember when I was working there. I was wanting to go visit all of these other countries, and the guy who was running the farm I was working on, anytime I'd name a place, he'd, he'd go like, "Ah, Germany, Germany, shit." And I go, oh, okay. And then I was like, I also want to go to Spain. He goes, Spain, laziest place in the world. It's absolute shit. And then like, no, everywhere I named, he would go like, don't want to go to Norway. It's shit there. And I was like, oh, okay. And and, and he'd also always go, people are mean. And then every place I went, all the people were so nice. Do you know what he was doing? Everywhere he traveled, he would just meet up with another Irish group. Yeah, and they'd be like, we fucking hate it here. <laughs> yeah. It sucks over here. Yeah, go to yeah. the one Irish pub, it sucked. Yeah, yeah, Because they're like, yeah, because yeah, it's not in Ireland. What do you want? It's a shitty Irish pub in Norway. Yeah. Of course it sucks. Well, I think that people, a lot of people, like, they don't, like, this guy was like a real boomer type in that... It, I, I imagine if he goes somewhere and, and he doesn't have the same status there that he has here, then he's like, they're all mean. They don't treat me like I run the farm. It's yeah, like, you don't, it, who cares? It's also the You're comfort just a guy there. 
Americans complaining about the wage services or et cetera, which is always funny to me because it's like, you know, they're not dependent on your tip. Yeah. They don't give a shit about Yelp here. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have the same power that you have in America where you can just abuse anybody who's in the service industry. Yeah. This person's living a great life. Yeah. They have UBI. They have universal uh, healthcare. You know what I mean? Like uh-huh. they don't, it, this job doesn't mean shit. It's just a job. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. <laughs> they, it's something to do during the day. All right. <laughs> They're still trying to find themselves, whatever the fuck, or they, they're comfortable. Who cares? But it, it's like, pretty crazy it's pretty yeah, insane yeah. and you know and, and leaving those spaces leaving those those uh those mental boundaries as well i think is really really crucial if anyone is listening if anyone is listening <laughs> and you don't live in the place that you grew up i bet you have anecdotes i bet you have these these core memories of when you came into yourself in this way where you had to realize oh i just have to figure this out I don't have those that the backbone or the, the structure of relatives or familiar relationships, even if it is superficial, you know, someone you grew up with, whatever, like they know you. So when you go into a place, everything's kind of already explained through yeah. like, you know, this, this passing. It's like, no, you got to be your, find yourself. Who are you? Make these decisions now. And to become into yourself is really uncomfortable. And staying in these little boxes, these borders, these places, I think really hinders that. Even though we have the internet and all this other shit to give us insight into what's going around that's still manufactured it it always feels scarier to me to stay in the place that you're from i don't know why like that always seemed like more that's why you stressful yeah you're like you're gonna just stay in the Mm -hmm. the that same mean neighbor you're gonna like still see that person yeah there there is like i I feel that way as well just even though i love miami i think it's great and my friends are there's this thing that like i i had to just leave yeah but i also thought too like oh like people not gonna like me because i left Oh, yeah, yeah. I still feel that, actually, every time I go to Chicago. No one cares. But, yeah, everyone just doesn't give a shit. No one gives a shit. The same way they're like, yeah, yeah, I don't give a shit. You left. I stayed because I wanted to see you. Like, oh, great. Who cares? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're doing great. These people are like, you know, you find yourself in that same way as well. But, yeah, I, I, I... boundaries just like these borders these things that's just like what why why do they exist they cause so much so many problems yeah yeah it's just like if there was you know obviously there need to be some form of order with that and that's this is what i would do so i i think i think borders should be i'm gonna jump right into mine (laughs) instead of hearing yours yeah i feel like you were going on a little bit long Um, i was just talking right i think that here's the way the border should be formed we should break it down into what regions adhere to what like colloquial phrases you know, so and this so is just an Amer- you're just handling America at first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We start in America. Yeah. America is where I'm from. Number it's one. what I know. So that's where we begin. Yep. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, and so, you know, it's like, first of all, like, here's one. Bo- and you can have tons of different borders. You know, it's where where do we call it soda and where do we call it pop? Yeah, that's one border right there. And then we get to just learn because I also feel like I would like to have a little bit more of a voting system on colloquialisms. Because uh-huh. yep. sometimes I hear one and I go, I like that. Yeah. Can I start saying that? Yeah. And so, yeah, so mine is mostly based on word choice. Interesting. So this is what I would do. I'm going to actually change the topography of the entire world, just starting with America, because that's all I know. That's, that's all we know, from, right? number one. And uh, I'm also going to play with the word borders, because I really think you want that. Yeah. So what's going to happen is everyone's going to start on a lowered tier piece of earth. Why don't we call that? Hell. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Right? And it's like physically located Arkansas. Okay, that's where it is. Everyone's mm-hmm. going to start in hell. That's Arkansas. Okay? And it's like an amazing race situation. Everyone starts there, and we're all trying to sprint out and get to Oh, no, we're just trying to, you know, get to the, the other parts, right? And like those, like as you go forward, right? As you climb out, right? You're going to get to better and better places, right? More expansive, more because remember, all, the, all of America is now in Arkansas. Yeah. All right. All we're all just like crunched up in there. Mm-hmm. It's hell, right? 330 million people. How do you get out of there? Yeah. Okay. Around each tier, set of borders is borders. 
boy doctors. Okay. okay. And these boy doctors are going like, you're cool, you're cool. And they're assholes. You know and they got like stamps and they're doing it right yes, on your forehead. Yeah, and they're all wearing lab coats. Okay. And who and, anointed them? God. And they're little kids. God. Oh, they're religious. <laughs> So that it's God religiously yeah. decrees like yeah. these are these are boy doctors these are boiders yeah these are boiders okay yeah. so these are boy doctors and they're like Doogie Howser's <clears throat> geniuses deciding like okay okay who's going now it's not just randomly okay it's not just like arbitrary yeah. shit it's all like it's stuff that like okay if you're hanging out like if you're a boy what's the thing you're gonna do that you what do you want to be able to play Legos well you know what I'm saying you want to be really good at Mario Kart and you got to be able to down Mountain Dew so those are the three tests and every time that you're traveling into a new state a new boider right a new boider boundary you have to no go- no no I'm sorry I gotta I gotta slow you down here with your terms the a boider is a boy doctor. Okay, so it you're now starting to conflate it with the borders themselves and the different terrain. No, I'm getting rid of borders. <laughs> no, you're not doing away with borders. Yeah, I am. No, you're having the borders in charge, and they're deciding who is cool. Is what you were first saying, but then you started <laughs> saying that the metric that they were judging things by is how much you're doing boyish things. No, I, so no, then no. boys are the judges. Yes, <laughs> and everything I've said is not it. It can't all be incorrect. <laughs> It can't. You you are wrong. You are wrong. The but thing, I'm saying it. This, case, but this is my what I would do. Slow down. I'm slow, slow down. down. 330 million people start in Rising. Arkansas and we're calling it hell. <laughs> they are trying to move outward. The people who allow yeah. them to move around yes. are boiders. Boiders are determining what? They're, about not, the they're boy doctors. They're doogie housers. Yes, but you said that they're determining who's cool. No, they're just letting people pass into the next phase. Based on them how hitting many checkpoints of boyish things like that. Well, how you, else are they supposed to judge it? But why do we have to be boyish? You don't have to. They're just boys. But so then they say, no, you don't do the boyish thing, so you can't go through. I don't like Legos, so you can't go through. No, so you, you just do it. You just chug a whole bunch of Mountain Dew. It's you giving, kick ass it's, on Mario. No, it's giving kid Gestapo. It's getting scary to me. <laughs> like, what happens if I fail their little test? I don't oh, like man. Mario Kart. They all point to laugh at yeah you. but i'm just like well everyone so we all have to pass the three you don't re- like mario kart not really i find it boring she n64 yeah i was always like it, it's almost it, it's just nothing it's a nothing thing it's okay i mean it's like kind of fun it's okay it's fun to, it's more fun to watch than to play Do you think this is one of the reasons why riley tabbits doesn't want to listen because you don't you're not down with n64 i am not convinced of his capacity to listen okay okay so go on. How, continue your condition. That's it. Each tier you go through. How many tiers are there? Oh, and uh, what are we driving toward? 50 tiers. Everyone's okay, trying so to get it's to, the states. Yes. Everyone's trying to get to Alaska. Why? What's there? But what do you mean? It's Elysium. It's paradise. Okay. That's what is heaven. That? Okay. It's heaven. And you get to do all the boy things there, like play no. in 64? I don't give a shit about no, that. No, that's just the metric for getting through the border. I don't give a fuck. I don't care about any of that shit. Okay. If you get to Alaska, there's a steakhouse everywhere yeah Mar- like gin martini what if you're there. what if you're a vegetarian and you don't drink then then, then it's not it's not heaven well then i don't know what you want then stay in one but of the what i'm saying is that your your governmental policies don't make any fucking sense well, then They're, i'm sorry you voted for me bud well, like, I, what don't, you I don't know what i i thought it was filling out an insurance claim and then all of a sudden you're the supreme leader of america i'm not the supreme leader well it, it, you have made a lot of my friends call you that Salt life.
Now, what could this possibly mean, you're wondering? And you I, know ha- it. I had you a know theory it. of what it meant, and I turned out to be incorrect, but I'm still going to talk about my thing. You as should, well. you should. So, so tell us what Salt Life is. So I was just in Florida for the New Year's, and you know, if you Well, because live- you've already mentioned being from Miami more in this th- episode than ever before. I guess I'm bragging. Yeah, you have it in you. You have it in I you. I got that Miami edge. I can't yeah. shake it. You know what I'm saying? Again, yeah. like, oh, I wanted to leave, but I can't. You don't really leave where you're from or who you are. Mm-hmm. Where you from? Or who you is. <laughs> So Salt Life, if you live in a coastal town, you've heard this, you've seen this on trucks, you've seen it on shirts. Salt Life is the cultural as well as the hashtag reality of being a coastal bumpkin. You just love being in the water. You love that lifestyle. You love fishing. You love wearing those WeatherTech long sleeves with a little hoodie that's like breathable so you can be on the boat, but it's got SPF lining anyway, so you're good to go. It's just that. It's that I'd rather be fishing. So Bumper it, sticker. It, is it... Um, uh like a Margaritaville state of mind kind of thing. You know, it's adjacent because but Mar- it's not the same. No, because Margaritaville is like the non-active version of yeah, Salt- like they're retired. <laughs> yeah, because Salt Life Salt is Life like- people retire into Margaritaville. Yeah, thousand percent. Yeah, you you're a Margaritaville if you got to be a Salt Life first. So is Salt Life working class? No, no, it doesn't have to be. You can be a rich person. Yeah, because I'm not talking about being a fisher. You know what I mean? Like, you don't, you don't got to be like someone who's like, you You can be that you're doing that or like, you know, you are. You're, like, a, you're a diehard coastal person. Yes, exactly. Like, you, that's where you want to be and doing all the water You're sports. like out on the boat and you're yes, drinking Bud Light. Exactly. But you're also, you're like wearing like uh, boat shoes and you're kind of like a rich guy type. Could type be, of, could be. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, because salt life is, is the, it's all anybody. I don't care how much money you got. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? You just got a bucket and you're going on a bridge to fish. You got it, or do you got a sixty foot yacht? You're you're driving out to deep waters. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Trolling. Though that's salt life. All of it's salt life, Love baby. It. Are you inside a jet ski? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or did you hide inside a jet ski? That's salt. I life. love it. I love it. <laughs> I feel uh, I feel my my knee jerk is a, a sort of hostility towards it. To me, no, no, no towards salt life. I don't think that you typify you're, or exemplify salt life I, I i do but you you're more of a margaritaville boy yeah i i'm early retirement yeah you yeah. are like because this is and there's a i'm glad you brought that up because yeah. there's such a key difference you can tell who are the casuals right who, are, who aren't the real to deal salt life people right yeah. you know what i mean these are folks that like didn't live by the coast they want these, these are people from ohio yeah love jimmy buffett R. Yeah, R. Jimmy Buffett, yeah. and then come down to key west and now they're margaritaville they think they're salt life you're not salt life yeah you know you know why because if a paddleboard like just like presented itself. Let's say you're in a bar and there's like a uh, like a, a, one of the toilets exploded and about knee level water came out. And we had to get on a paddleboard yeah. and just get out of there. Casual, chill. Yeah, it's sewage. I would we... have no problem getting out of there. I actually feel like I Hold am better at you... the water things than you are. Uh, you're not. In you're my not. experience with you being on the water, I, I always excel way past. Well, you. I don't like little squishy things around my feet, <laughs> and you don't seem to like the water. I hate it. I don't want to be in it. <laughs> But I'm just saying, like, if there's a Margaritaville person who's never, who's not Salt Life, yeah. that sewage water comes out, right? And they try yeah. to get on the paddleboard. They don't know what's going on. They think the paddleboard's a shark. They start punching anyone around them, right? Yeah. And to their own detriment, and then drowning in the sewage. So you, you, so you have hostile feelings towards Margaritaville people. I love them. I associate, like, the what you're describing as Salt Life, I associate people... Where I grew up, it was sort of like if you had, like, a lake house in, like, Michigan... Yeah. 
you were like a rich person and, an, and you were mean. Isn't there like another? So I think of that? those type of people as mean. Yeah, yeah, people. sure, sure. But there's like there, there were locals that were in those towns that were cool as shit. There's like dive bars that's that were fun true, as fuck. That's you know true, what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, that's. Everywhere. But I would, I would, but I would never get to know that because a, I didn't have the, the right. place, and if I was there, they go. were hostile to me because I was a uh, one of the summer people who is there right, for right, two right. days. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and it's all it's all internalized because of all the Disney movies we watch growing up. And yeah, all that shit for sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah. That's not what I'm talking about. Yeah, there is a different. I don't know if there's a. I did feel well, kind of lake scared life. in 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 the Florida Keys when I was there with you, but I I was so stoned that entire time that I do feel like everyone was always looking at me and everyone always wanted to kill me because you were all you were stoned and you kept on look, running up to people going don't kill me yeah. don't kill me that's yeah, true so that was freaking everyone out that's true I was wearing huge sunglasses then. it was nuts dude yeah. I was on so many pinikilides yeah I love oh I was also on that that's true pinikilides I just remember going to like a diner and and feeling like we like, weren't at a diner it was an outdoor bar no 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 no. No, this was in the daytime. We walked across a highway to get there. There, it was indoor. Oh, I, I I, it was this. like yeah. yeah, yeah. We were with your dad, but I remember being like scared to go to the bathroom because I was like, I am a city boy. I look like it's a so city funny. boy. Yeah, it is country. You know what I mean? Like, and I felt like people were looking at me like, yeah, that. because you were weird. You were just being yeah. weird. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I but but I'm I'm a sweetie pie. You really are. But like in those moments, you were a caged animal. You were yeah. like a cornered rat. Yeah, and like you were about to kill anyone to get out of the way to get to a small piece of cheese that actually turned out to be a crumbled up piece of paper. Yeah. So you hurt people just to get a piece. But of But if paper. you open up the paper, it says "Want another pinacolini?" You're like, oh yeah, 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 sir. And you check that off. Like, yes, sir. Let's yeah. do it. What I'm really thinking is. Given the opportunity, right? Given the, the option that you could live anywhere and have that experience, people put so much of their time and energy into like using these like, okay, my money's going into my salt life hobbies. Mm-hmm. My money's going into the, going to the keys and doing that and living that life completely. What's holding us back from being salt life 24-7? I understand jobs, family, responsibility, all that. Having again, money of yeah, any of co- yeah. course. Right. I need but money. I don't have any money. Why yeah. don't we figure yeah. out some kind of way well, to live that life 24-7? Let me tell you, and this is for me the main answer, is that I, I don't want that much sunlight. It's uh, You have to wear so much SPF all the time if you're you, living that salt that, life. That weather text. I, but I, my, my thinking is more, I don't want to have to think about it that much. Like I would sooner live in Amsterdam or Tokyo or Kyoto than than any of the sunny places. Have you ever said Hamsterdam and then wanted a ham sandwich? No, no, but when you just now said it, I was picturing some kind of like a like a maze for a hamster that runs the entire length of Amsterdam, mm, which could be kind of interesting. Now, before we get to uh, any what I would do is here, I do have my five questions. Oh, great. Who shot JFK? I can't say. Who let the dogs out? I can't say. What is Earth's atmosphere made of? Little bits. How many roads must a man walk down before we call him a man? Well, the man road. How many push-ups can I do? 20. Hey, I appreciate that. 20 push-ups. Very good. Yeah, 20 push-ups. Now, when it comes to that salt life, you know, it's kind of actually like a lot of the bougie things for me. I I am judgmental of it it's and, bougie. and hostile until I'm invited. And then I'm super into but, it. But like the salt life you're speaking of is not No, no, bougie. no, no, no. But I'm sorry. It's bougie for an outsider to buy into it. 
it's I'm not dude, I'm talking about we're drinking like PBRs. Yeah. We got a jet ski that we we made ourselves. To in order to commit to a jet ski, you're already living the salt life. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. But I'm saying like so it's there, there's already a financial commitment by the time you get to a jet ski. <laughs> so you still want to pay for it. No, I'm saying I'm saying I <laughs> so I guess I have a house like near it. the water. I guess I no. have a car where I can bring the jet we're ski. We're living in the car, bud. Okay, okay. Now if it's like that, then that makes a little more sense that's, to me. But I think I gotta be under under thirty. Under years duress, old. I gotta be under thirty years old for that. You know, <laughs> once yeah, I hit thirty, then I go. Oh, if I don't have, if I don't have a house to support my salt life habits, yeah, I, yeah. I can't live like this. Well, you gotta have a house just to store all the sandals. Yeah, and the gonna, sand that you always have in between in your the toes. sandals. Yeah, exactly. yeah. So this is what I would do about salt life. And I know you're thinking, oh, he's gonna take it literally. Okay, oh, boiters are gonna be. Well, what other doctors are gonna live there? No, no doctors actually. Salt life. If we really want to live salt life, then salt is life. We are on the coast. We are fishing. We are eating. We are drinking salt water, okay? Yes. You get a wound on your hand. Why? You are dehydrating. <laughs> yeah, you're dehydrating the poison to get rehydrated with the, 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 the life person. soup, okay? Uh-huh. With the life soup. Because why the hell would God create all that ocean if we can't drink it? Mm-hmm. When's the last time you saw anybody drink from the ocean? Nobody, okay. right? Why? Why? Because of the high salt content. Like, it, it makes you more thirsty. And, I'm salt and- life. And it gets into your bloodstream and everything. Like it, I'm salt it, life. you'll die. Like in in a matter of a few weeks, if you're drinking yeah. ocean water, you're gonna be dead. I'm not just drinking ocean water, asshole. I'm also drinking pina colada because it's gonna you're gonna be shitting it out so hard because of all this stuff going in. Like oh, and whatever your body's just rejecting fish. it. Yeah, it's all. Oh, I'm not even talking about the fish. I'm talking just because you said drinking the water. Yeah, I'm saying if you're just drinking that water, I'm not just drinking that. I'm also drinking pina coladas. Right. I'm also drinking Miami vices. Oh, okay. Well, I was picturing that you're like on a desert island or like on no. an inner tube type thing. So you're saying that you're like living your normal life, but anytime you're thirsty for a bev, you go get a glass right out of the ocean. Yeah. And then you go, a little bit salty, feeling kind of dehydrated. Let me grab a pina colita. Exactly. Yeah. Because I'm done paying taxes. No, you're you're dying in under a I'm week. I'm living off the grid yeah. in the keys in a community. It's gonna like like harden your brain. Which it should, because yeah. like I am too soft right now to the BS that's poisoning me. Everyone right now that's going, I'm confused about life. He's I don't doing know what to do. politics hands, guys. He's got all five fingers touching at each other's what points. What we need to do is detach. Yeah from the bs yes. keep your phone though because how else am i gonna let you know that we're having people we attached from the bs and attached to the usa <laughs> let's go dude <laughs> so if you're salt life which i am yeah then join me in going out <laughs> and film and like filming and living in the community because that's how we're making money we have a youtube channel mm-hmm. where we just kind of live stream our life as we drink Pina Colitis, yeah. drink salt water, we fish, whatever else. But we're making jet skis. I love that. We're making houseboats. Yes. Okay? And then there's a jet ski in the houseboat. That's how we get around. Mm-hmm. That's salt life. So if you give a shit about salt life and you want salt in your life, mm-hmm. come hang out. Now, here's the thing that I would do about salt life. I would make it about what I already do, which is that I... I drink this uh, like powder I add to water called Elements, which just a- adds a little extra sodium to I mean, it that's supposed to be good. thousand milligrams of sodium. It's great. I it's, love it's it. It's a lot of salt. I love it. It's, yeah. I so love do it. I. So, do so I. I would make Salt Life just about that, and then I would have that lead to Element uh, sponsoring I'd us. I'd have that leak to. But yeah, just have Element sponsor us. <laughs> Okay, so I was driving this morning. My tire popped, and I had to think to myself. I mean, that's harrowing, it, isn't it? It was. It was. Uh, and it was on the freeway. Pulled over. It was fine. Changed my tire, and, and 
I'm so grateful that I was thinking about the idea of breaking points of of like when stress just gets you too much and all. Sh- and that happened, and I was able to keep my composure, you know, get on the side of the freeway, get into a nice uh, shoulder, and, and like you know safely and, and change my tire. And I was like, you know what? I I, I don't know why. Well, or- don't just fly past that. He changed his own tire. Changed my own tire. It's not when he hard told to me do. this on the phone. It's not hard to do. I agree with you. Not hard. But to- but but a lot of the time, you people won't won't feel the confidence to do it right right and that's i was like i'm all these things are like clicking where i was like i got it i got time yeah yeah. so i'm on my way to work but i was like it's okay like there i didn't i didn't let stress affect me right there's all the arbitrary bullshit it's like okay so you don't go to work you have a legitimate you have the the fake excuse is actually happening yeah it's real it's actually it's not a drill no it's going on so i'm like well you also have the built-in uh sense of an audience judging you of cars driving by so for me i would rise to the occasion oh i took my shirt off immediately yeah i was gonna say you gotta rip that thing off took my shirt off took my pants off my shoes and i ran (laughs) right at traffic yeah yeah you were like i'm gonna let the police solve this one (laughs) hey somebody help me yeah i don't want to put that tire on Yes, <laughs> I'll yes. go to jail before. Yeah, I put yeah. This you're out. screaming around. You're rubbing shit on yourself. Then the police come, and then you immediately button back up and go. Oh, hello. Thank you guys you so do? much for coming. <laughs> now I need a little help changing my tire. Excuse me, officer. <laughs> I have a question for you. But I just think the second drink didn't expect the, that. Did yes, you? I did. I saw you lift it up. Whatever, dude. The, there are breaking points that we all have, and some people are like more fragile than not for all, like you know reasons that are very whatever the fuck. But this thing that's just like, oh man, like why? Uh, I I don't know if it's because I'm not venting enough or I'm not letting myself cry as often. But just being cognizant and thinking about like, hey man, it's okay. You got you know uh, give yourself more compassion, and that really means like if I'm really trying to be somebody who's there for people or like really gives people space, you got to do that for yourself. And that thought was enough for me to feel calm and like not allow stress to affect me in that moment uh-huh. of, of crisis, yeah. of crisis. So I'm curious to you and everyone else, like what do you think your breaking point is emotionally, mentally? Like what are things that happen arbitrarily? Like the TV remote didn't work on, they just snap, like that kind of shit. Yeah. Like what What are these things? My, mine are so random. It, it For me, I it's like... um. They build up. It's like it's yeah. like it's perfect storms for me. Yeah, yeah, right. Where like if I finish writing something and then like that is done and then I'm sort of like waiting for feedback from someone, I feel like very sensitive until I get the feedback. Yeah, well, you and, and so it'll be like I finish and then for like a week I'm kind of going like like the slightest thing is going to make me want to just jump out a window. Interesting. Yeah, that's I'm I'm on that same idea of like okay, you finish something, you want someone to like read it and then give you information back or like you know notes or like watch it i, I i'm on a manic like i just pumped this out dinner like i need it i need it right now like give me yeah. it's like no chill out yeah they got shit going on they don't care yeah, yeah you know what yeah. i mean you're asking them a favor that's for me i'm like calm down yeah like, so I, I i get you know what a lot of it for me um one thing that basically often leads to a breaking point for me is when i'm doing home maintenance and something i'm trying to fix is not able to be fixed by the correct tools that i do have like for instance i had this like issue with a hose recently where i couldn't get this broken uh like nozzle thing off of it that i use for watering the plants and i it just wouldn't come off and so i was like i'm gonna go get the exact right size wrench for this exact size thing and i'm gonna twist it whatever and that still wouldn't do it and it just wouldn't catch and it i got so mad I mean, it made Lauren laugh. So it wasn't obviously it's not threatening when I get mad because I'm still weak in my way. (laughs) But I just started smashing the thing against like the ground to get it to come off. It's a lot of stuff like that. Where I work, though. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 
it broke right off. But then, you know, it, I don't know. It's weird. It's stuff like that. It's that and and types of bad drivers. Interesting. Like um, the people who will, when uh-huh. the the lanes are force merging, the people who will still cut around everyone. Oh yeah, the, that, I mean, that everyone just pisses me off to no yeah, end. The, it, no. it really. But it's it's every time it's a new breaking. There, there she was a kind of dog bird that is able to pick it up and then like yeah. throw the car and like. I mean, I'm like, I'll start veering right to stop them. Oh yeah, yeah, you do everything yeah. you can. They're yeah. still gonna get in there. It drives me nuts. I, my my breaking point is always when I'm I sit down to like watch something or I'm like on my phone and then Elizabeth's like, we I need you to do this now. I'm like, yeah, you, you, I just. Like, yeah, I yeah, e- I I know that. I didn't one, even yeah. express that I was like relaxing. Yeah, but I'm just like I just. Yeah, I will Just, say I will say since becoming a parent, like my breaking point has gotten pushed way farther. Yeah, well, you where I'm just like it's always all of the thing I don't want to happen is always happening. <laughs> yeah, like, and so good. you just go like, it's okay, okay. Yeah, it's, it's almost like it's built into the expectation now, where I go like, oh, I'm gonna go sit down. No not way, not. I'm gonna make it to the couch. No, no, no. You gotta yeah. game it. You gotta. Yeah, game. yeah. So what do you do? Is I'm always living in an uncomfortable space because that mm-hmm. way, then no one can ask me to do anything. Mm-hmm. That's the way I look at it. Yeah, it's just it's like. You just the expectation, et cetera, et cetera, not vocalizing. But yeah. I feel like, okay, that's where a lot of these issues are coming in. I'm like, hey, I want to just take a second to sit down. Like, great. Now that's known. You know I, I, mean? I, you know, anytime something breaks what I consider to be like an implicit rule, that is my breaking point. You know, it's all of those types of rude things where I go like, but then, then there's no rules if you can just, if you do yeah. that, yeah. you know, like that. And it, it, often it has to do with driving for me. I feel mm-hmm. like people break these certain rules in driving where I go like, well, then what are we doing? Mm-hmm. What are we doing? I find that, because uh, right now I, I host at a restaurant. Love mm-hmm. it. It's the, it's just. Yeah, so, you told me the other day that it's it's so, the light of your life so and that fulfilling. it's all you ever want to do. So, I mean, being able to bring people to a table is, yes. is probably like the most fulfilling thing in my life mm-hmm. right now. And, and ask how many are in their party. And I know it because I can see, but I got to ask anyway, because I can mm-hmm. see, but I got to ask. Yeah. And the, the thing. <laughs> I wrote, so I have a notepad and I'll like write down anytime there's like an insane interaction or something that's just like off. I'm like, okay, great. Writing that down. Just because yeah. I do not want to normalize these things. It's so interesting how often you can be in situations and you normalize just the worst interactions and the worst people just become these things. You're like, yeah, that's just how it is. Like, mm-hmm. no, it's not. I you're will. Like, they're hungry. Yeah. I, they're hungry. I get it. Yeah. I will. That's why like, they just credit carded me. <laughs> that's why the guy just pushed me down. His wife just kicking the fucking balls. So I will. I like get the menus like okay right this way and then people will walk in front of me and then I'll just always I'll just slow down just like just like watch them and be like where where are you going yeah what are you doing yeah. and then in my head I'm like what is the point this existential thing what is the point of me yeah like what why are you doing this then mm-hmm. just be like I want that table there and be like do that like the, it's so those things I find can lead to those breaking points where you don't realize the the lack of autonomy you're having lack lack of of respect yeah right in so many fields yeah in so many different moments in life right a lot of the time i feel like it's even under it's under respect it's actually just acknowledgement you're yeah. like i'm not even asking for respect no, i'm th- asking just for acknowledgement well it's a, there's certain decorum certain <laughs> etiquette right and and just be like yeah let me just take you to your table right here because most of the time you bring someone to a table like is it okay if we sit over here i'm like yeah of course I don't give a fuck. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> I don't care. But if I'm like, let me just do this. Like, you're in there. Great. You know what yeah. I mean? The fact that I'm, I just got to follow you. I mean, you're wasting my time. That's like all these other things. I'm like, just take the menus and go wherever you want. Yeah. Just let that guy know that you're sitting there and I'll serve you. I don't give a shit. Yeah. But these little things were like, oh, I think this could be something. Like, I'm aware of it, obviously, right? But like, how many times in my life and everyone's lives that like we are forced to work with or, you know, interact with the most 
insane entitled pieces of shit. Yeah. And we don't have the ability to like say something to yeah. them. Well, the service industry is like the main spot oh, of total, just total. the most bizarre kinds total. of selfishness. That I like I I I wish there were better ways for us to vent as a population and that's what yeah. i want us to do this yeah, is no, what it, I it, do. Feel, it feels like you have to just have the biggest meltdown ever that results in you quitting <laughs> yeah right it's like that and, and then by the way when you're doing it everyone's like he's yeah, entitled get, to yeah. that yeah everyone gets it like yeah. anytime i've seen any i was just gonna say anytime i see a breaking point you go like yeah yeah you're like yeah i get like, it there was a like, recent one it was like these two guys there was like a breakdown at the airport oh right right and you, what about her what about our girls <laughs> But like I see a breakdown at the airport, no matter what it is, even if it's one of these Trump types, I still go like, yeah, I, I hate get it. the airport. I get dude. It. It's a lot of stresses there. It's oh a my lot gosh. of really it's like a constant breaking point at the airport. Yeah, it's 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 horrible. It's it's intense. It's so it's so so stupid, dude. Mm-hmm. But this is what I would do. I would I want all of us to have this Coliseum, but not like in a like a fighting way, right? Just like in a, in a giant arena where everyone gets together once a year. And we all just get to vent. Mm-hmm. And just like Santa Claus, you write a letter to the government. And you go, I want to vent about this and this. And you get a little effigy. You get something to either hit, mm-hmm. get something to burn, you get something to hug, whatever it is. Everyone gets their thing. And everyone gets a number. And you wait in line, right? And everyone's just gearing up to get pissed. Everyone's gearing up to just vent. But you know what? You realize you're in line with everyone else to vent. And you're like, oh, this is, what are you venting about? That, oh my God. And we start connecting yes. again, start talking about venting about. By the time we get into the arena, no one's burning the effigies. No one's punching. You know what they're doing? They've dis- they've thrown away those tax dollars, right? Those are cardboard, beautiful, fluffy things that we just thrown away. Because artists are making them, just like the stamps. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's artists working on it. Right? But when we're in the Coliseum, you know what we're doing? We're hugging. Yep. We're giving each other different pieces of cheese we snuck in because uh-huh. they said no cheese. We're hugging, but we're not tugging. We're not tugging. Yeah. We're hugging. Yeah. All right? And the fucking bonding that's going down to be like, you know what? Maybe if we just have those moments interact with each other and let each other know that that's what's bothering us, or man, I could have done that differently, maybe it would start resolving so many other things that we bring into home, we bring into other relationships, we bring into virtual reality. Yeah. I love it. Now, here's the thing that I would do. I would have, you know, those things. Um, I forget what they're called. It's like a you you like go to a place and you like wear all this gear. Oh yeah, and like then a you break like room. Smash stuff. Yeah, yeah. I would say everyone should like. I want to offer. I, I kind of want to have like a hello sharks. Today I'm asking for four hundred eighty five million dollars for one percent of my company. Okay. Break room. Okay. And then it's all about uh, just a room that it will constantly restock this room for you, and you can go in there and just destroy. Well, everything. that exists though. What you're in saying, your own home? Well, you can just do that. No, but I'm saying it, we're going to restock it with fun stuff to break. So you pay us like, let's say like uh, two grand a month. And we're going to go into this room whenever you, you press the button. It says you need a restock. We show up there. We put precious looking heirlooms, all this sort of stuff in this room. And then anytime you want, you just go in there and you fucking destroy all. I love that. Because I would love to have a. De- Why, Joe? Why come in with that? All I- you do. No. And I mean this lovingly. All you do is have the worst ideas I've ever heard in my entire life constantly every single time we talk. And, uh, and my, I mean that lovingly. But, but my I'm ideas saying, are bringing people together, making them then, love each but other. And I have an idea. And before I've even gotten through one part of it, you're already saying no to it. I'm just the finances of it don't make sense. That's why the valuation is so high. I need a shit ton of money from the sharks because not, it's really, really not making money. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Four hundred eighty okay. million dollars. Yeah, for one. And I know your salt life. You know, I know that money's going into fucking jet skis. You're yes. living in. Well, I know yes. that money's going to well, yes. Pleadies. Yes. Well, that's my break room. I respect that. Yes. Yeah, so thank you. That's my break I would room. Do. You don't mean like break? That's where you. No, relax. that's how I chill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. On the water, baby. Okay. <laughs>
This is a great one because I often think it when I edit episodes of this podcast, and I definitely think it whenever I interact with pe- people in PayPal. the <laughs> whenever I interact with the papal state, I also think about this, and that's talking too much. Uh-huh. Now you wrote this down. These I are did. all yours. I let you have them yep. today. And I'm curious what you mean when you say talking too much. A little bit about that. Like when you are in a conversation with someone and you're just listening and you allow a pocket of silence, most people are wildly uncomfortable with that awkwardness because we're so in our fucking heads that we want to fill that lack of noise with noise. And they people just start talking again and then inadvertently divulging so much about themselves. Yeah. It's insane. I once had a meeting. It was like a it was an audition. Followed by a general meeting with the filmmaker Nancy Myers. And in it, I there was this one awkward pause. And I so randomly told this story that just made me sound like an asshole. Where I was talking about being like a kid actor and having like a child wrangler. And how I would just spend all of my energy trying to make her life just like hell. Like trying to keep up with me. Yeah. And I finished telling the story. And then she just goes, why would you tell me that story? <laughs> And then I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, right. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. She helped you out there. Yeah, she yeah. I, I mean, didn't get the job. That's strange. Yeah. That's strange. Probably a bad audition. Yeah. But I, yeah, that, that you trying to impress her in some way, yeah. showing that you're in the industry, all these things. You're nervous as shit. You're, yeah. You know what I mean? You're green in that scenario because yeah. you've never been in that environment. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. And so it's like, it's understandable, but it's also at that point where like, why? Yeah. Why can't there, there you is just not be quiet? There's not one feeling I hate more than... Minutes later, hours later, going, why did I tell that oh my story? Gosh, the why the fuck word, did I tell that words. story? Talking too much. Yeah. Being like present with yourself in this conversation. like Just to be like, oh, I'm like, I got nothing to say. Yeah. I'm cool if we dip. I don't know. Like, yeah, do you yeah. want to get a water? Like, anything. Yeah. It's all right to like break that or even acknowledge like, I think we're good. Well, because <laughs> to me, I feel like a lot of the time talking or even like talking a lot almost feels like it's polite. Like it's like a polite thing to do. Well, when you Like see- you're kind of going like, oh, I don't want you to feel like I'm not enjoying being around you. So I'll like keep talking or something. But it's yeah, it, it's bad. It's I I hate I hate being aware of my voice. Well, th- when you that moment happens when you're like, oh, the idea that like when being talkative is somehow like a, a formality, right? I like you. We're having a good time. That's what we seen with like, you know, like really jovial people like laughing and like screaming over each other and all that. We do that all the time. I think that is fun. But that's also like we're, we know each other. We're happy to cut each other off. Yeah. There is like this idea that you can have kind of like abandon the etiquette and the decorum of it and be yourself in this like sluggish, yeah. really like, you know, uh, uh, haphazard way yeah. that is conversation that is thought like it doesn't come out perfect yeah you know and if it no, does no. it's basically when you're talking to someone you're not that close with as though they're one of your close friends mm-hmm. I think like that's, that's the mistake oh I make, my god where yeah. I go like oh I, I can tell that story to my friend but then if I tell it to this person they're going like wait who There's no, again, what? Like the what are you talking about you're like that you know and yeah. they just don't know again yeah. like that's the information you want me to think of you now you don't realize that's yeah. what you're doing you're like that no no i was just telling you god i'm sorry i'd like but now, now you're that guy yeah who was on that nancy myers movie yeah I'm yeah not, i don't yeah. like that i don't like that at yeah, all yeah yeah but again being at the host stand or working etc like i love like you know talking to people obviously but there are moments when you're just talking like conversations naturally wane or just like yeah like we've we've we're good right and the, a pocket will just form and someone will tell me the most insane thing they've ever yeah thought of or, or doing two examples are this the first one is this one guy starts talk nice guy right i've seen him before regular 
cool, whatever. We're just talking for a second, that, 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 all this stuff. And then all of a sudden, uh, he's telling me about like uh, an issue going on personally uh, with a family member, like a medical thing. And I'm like, oh, okay, you know, it's, everything's okay though. But like, you know, still being vulnerable in that regard. And for whatever reason, make uh, uh, he pivots to why feminism is bad. Great. Right? And I'm like, okay. And uh, it's, it's like men can't be men anymore. I'm like, oh, yeah. All right. Oh, then- God. Whenever a conversation turns in that kind of direction, I always think like, Oh wait, how am I presenting? You think like I, I, I am available for that conversation? Percent. Well, a lot of these are like, oh, okay, I'm. You think I'm coding this to be okay? I don't know what the fuck's going on. Yeah. So I was like, all right, I, but I made a point. I was like, well, you know, be, men being vulnerable now, right? Uh, one thing that you can extrapolate from that movement is that, like, you know, conversation or being like t- talkative about our feelings with other men. That's really important because now we, at least we can tell people like how we're feeling, what's going on with us, even medically. Like you were mentioning, he's like, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, of course. I'm like, great, great. And then he goes, you ever heard of the manosphere? I go, nah. And then I wait for a second because I'm like, I want you to tell me. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm not going to ask any leading questions. I'm like, no, what? Yeah. Whatever, I have to go work. I'm like, fuck. I lo- immediately look it up. Manosphere is like an online, like, uh, uh, like forum, like anytime there's like men's rights groups or incels, that's like the manosphere. Oh. And he was like, You ever heard of this? I was like, Yeah, I have, man. Whoa. Yeah, I fucking have. I was like, Jesus. So now this guy's red flagged. I'm like, Holy shit, this I clock him every time he comes in. Yeah. He has not come back since. So I think that's a good Well, thing. that's always the thing I find with those people is then I go, like, then there's like this weird hostility toward me from them after that sort of thing. And I go like, I didn't do anything. You you just said the thing, and yeah. now you know I know that about you. You made me make a like uh, pick a side. Like yeah. I didn't ask for this. Like just get the pina colada, whatever the hell you're drinking, and get the fuck out of here. The second guy came up to me and just waiting for a drink, and I'm just like, he's at the stand. I'm just talking to him, like, hey, yeah, whatever. Starts telling me this, all this crazy shit, and uh, ends up like giving me this website about like, hey man, I, like you know the because we're all aliens, and then like you know Eden Eden was just a, like a zoo for human beings. Oh yes, you <laughs> called me after I that was like, one. Yeah, why the fuck do I look like this? And they, yeah. I love that they're talking to me like that. But just again was in a pocket of conversation. Where at first he was just talking about the 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 health of just like Americans and like how much microplastics are and everything, and I'm like, yeah, you're right. Yeah. And then there was just a lull. Yeah. And then because I agreed and because I just nodded enough, yeah. <laughs> I like opened the door for that. And the guy just, I mean, that guy was going to talk regardless. That yeah. was like, you know, not the exact example I want, but like still, just people just saying crazy shit. Mm-hmm. When you just like leave the door open, they're just gonna people are just gonna. People are just gonna say shit. Yeah, they're just gonna say crazy things. Like I feel like you, you're, you're in a position where like you have a lot of training in comedy. You're a natural comedian. You look at things through this lens of comedy, and most people are not thinking about that right. during the day. And so, like a lot of the time, if that's how you're already programmed to be regarding the world, a lot of stuff like that. Have you heard of the manosphere? Will like really stand out as like. Wow, what a comedic turn that that just took. Even though <laughs> yeah. that's not how they're thinking of it, yeah, but you're like, "Oh, what a crazy thing!" Yeah. Like, I I feel like I'm always looking for like the type of that that type of turn all the time. I had this thing the other day. Uh, I was in Chicago, and this woman was walking by me. This is like 8 a.m. I was meeting my cousin for breakfast, and she goes, "Wow, wow, what is that?" And she's just saying that out loud. I'm walking on the sidewalk, and I was like, "Oh, what is she?" And so I, I kind of like glance back to see what she's looking at, and it was just like her reaction to like a dress in a window that like looked like wrapping paper. And but she just stood there like stunned, and I was just like, "I I feel like normally you just like walk past and have no reaction to that, but if you're looking at everything as comedy, you go like, that's like the most 
that's the biggest possible reaction yeah. you could ever have to something in the window especially of the store. at that time too i mean there's like a moment when you and she was talking to her dog like she was walking her dog so like yeah. the reaction was yeah. all for the dog at yeah. this dress and then they stood there in awe yeah there, when you're studying any art form or anything really like you know like you're, you're especially with improv so much of it is like over overacting or like yeah, this, like, yeah. this really like you know big kind of performance you, yeah and you look I, I always look at everything as like would that be a funny line and something yeah, uh, and the idea of just a woman standing God, in front of a mirror hilarious. or a window acting like that is extremely to find funny. someone like like loving the stakes that much or like, yeah, like yeah. that like uh, out about like their love for something it's just like you're like great yeah thank you for yeah. l- giving me the green light to do that too yeah but this is what i would do about talking too much yeah and i know what you're thinking we got to do something to curb that talking too much, but I don't want that. Yeah. What I want to do is this. I want all of us to be talking ad nauseum nonstop all the time. Your voices are fine. Your li- it doesn't hurt you. You're fine to do that, right? But we have on our person, on either of our shoulders, these pads, right? Where people can either like stop and listen to us or like engage with us, okay? Like that. So we just walking around, blah, blah. we're hearing it all. We're going all, all the time. You're just talking about the things you want to talk about at any moment. Because specifically, you're talking about the things you want to talk about. People can like, you know, you're going to get left shoulder. No one wants to talk to hear what you're saying. Right shoulder, people want to engage, right? You're going by. You're you're like a, a club. Everyone's screwed. There's no music. It's just everyone talking. Yeah. Okay? And like you're going by trying to find someone that's talking about something you want to talk about or listen to, whatever the fuck it is. And you're going in there. And let's say it's me and you. Right? Sure. Let's say it's me and you. Sure. And people are walking by us. Left shoulder, no one wants to hear. Yeah. Left shoulder, no one wants to hear. Left shoulder, no one wants to hear. Right? Now, come people are like, you see other people like linking up. But we're still talking to each other? Yeah. Yeah. Because you're talking ad nauseum about yeah. what you want to talk <laughs> about. Okay. So you're talking about what? Neuroscience, right? I'm, I'm talking about uh, Ghost Adventures and Pokemon and what if there was a mm-hmm. hybrid movement. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. So left shoulder. Surely feet. there is. Left shoulder, left shoulder, left yeah. shoulder, right for me. Left shoulder, left shoulder, left shoulder for you. Okay, sports guy gets a right sholdered. You know, yeah. sports girl gets a right Everyone's, uh, uh, and it's just me and you. Yeah. It's just me and you. And neither of us have tapped a shoulder. Yeah. And we look at each other. I'm like, what do we do? Yeah. You know what I mean? And what do you think I do? I, yeah, I feel like you'd like gut check me and then like really desperately try to join one of the other groups. Okay, yeah, but... Yeah, like it feels but, like that would be your natural inclination. But that's not what I like do. Like you'd go like, hey, if I turn on him, maybe now they'll accept but me. But they're not going to hear me yeah. because they're in the conversation. But I don't think that that would, in the moment, I don't think that would matter to you because <laughs> oh, you're, dealing with, fucking moment. you're dealing with the rejection in the moment and I've seen you deal with rejection. Yeah, and it's And intense. so you would just attack me attack, and then attack, attack. like they would all, it wouldn't affect anything, but no. you'd still keep kicking and keep kicking. And you're the only thing I have left. You're yeah. the but this is what I change up before mm. I do that. I get us both a little gin martini. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what you would do with the whole thing. Okay, great. So you know those things where, like, in my grade school, there was this one thing that would happen once a year where Halloween one student would get picked to be quote unquote principal for a day, and that student would then get to like shadow the principal and like yeah, walk you, around the you school vote on and shit. I think it was random. Like, I think it was selected at random. I ran and I they made sure I didn't get it. Oh, yeah. So they they were they colluded. Against it was you. a coup. Yeah. But so what I would do is I would have it be like every every city or small town, maybe small town because then you can use it more, uh, has a like conductor for a day. And so a person randomly gets it 
And then they get to walk around and similar to yours where it's like they get to kind of select like what they're liking. They get to do a lot of the conductor stuff. They oh, see something, they listen yeah. to it, and then they make you louder, like, louder, like louder, louder, down, 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 yeah. louder, louder, over louder, there. louder. And so it's more, yeah, it's uh, you get to decide who gets to talk too much. I do. You, if you won, if you won conductor oh, for a day. I'd win, baby, and I wouldn't give it up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you wouldn't. Yeah, <laughs> everything would fall fall really terribly. But when it actually does come to talking too much, I am at a point in my life now of going, I'm just going to do it. It's yeah, fine. Some, it's I'll just fine. I don't care. It's just it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Moving right along. I have bad news for you. Why must I be tortured again by all this? It might be a strange idea, but it's mine. So, here we go. You discover that your house has been wiretapped. By who? And by let's say let's say you're it's like an East West Berlin thing and you're you're in West Ber- East Berlin and it's like that kind of thing. Like it's a government tapping kind of thing. Socks. Yeah, it's like that great, great movie, uh, The Lives of Others. It's like that one. And so so you discover this and you you're kind of a little bit in in the character, in the character of this, you're kind of a narcissist. And so you hear that you uh that they've that they've uh that they've been tapping you, and then you remember that you and I had a disagreement about something recently. And How could I? I'm a narcissist. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can still remember what the fuck are you talking about? And so but you go you go like, okay, so you know you're being tapped, but you don't really care about that. What you care about is that we had this argument and you go Oh, if I could get the transcript, then I could really, I could really prove it. Yeah. So you start going like, okay, I I if I'm, do. I'm not at the thing yet. We're not at the, the, the part where I, I want I you do. to weigh in, but you don't know the full conditional yet. Yeah, I do. So eventually, you find like where the wiretaps are, and you get a, you figure it out. In fact, it's just the same as uh, the lives of others. And you're like, the guy is staying in the attic of this apartment complex, whatever. And so you go like, you kind of sneak up there. And you wait for a while and you see him go out. He's got a, like, let's say he's like off for the night or whatever. So he like leaves for a little bit. Good for him. And you, you sneak in there and you find the transcripts and you're going through all of them. And then in the transcripts, you find that in fact, you are wrong. Your recollection of yours and my disagreement, you have, you have written evidence that actually you're wrong, even though you made a huge issue over it with me about how you remember it perfectly. You know, you said this, yep. you know, I said this, but now you see absolutely that you were wrong. What do you do with this information? Well, I find all those tapes. I find the transcripts, and I go to like whatever governmental bureau, and I go, "Look what I found! Just sitting upstairs in the attic. Everyone, like, look what I found! You know the guy doing this? Just left them up there. Yeah. There's got to be something that happens to him. Yeah. So he gets thrown into a gulag. Yeah. I get a promotion, quote unquote, which is then me listening to everybody, which I don't fucking want to do. That. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. Even though that. you have no expertise with that at all, I know how to put headphones on. And I go knock on your door. I'm like, "Hey, bud, check me out. Look what I got." And then you go, "What are you wearing?" I go, "Oh, one of those cool uniforms they gave me." And you're like, "Dude." You're wearing a little dumpster outfit. Yeah. I got the dumpster outfit, which means that yeah. anyone sees me and they got trash, they can put it inside my suit. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. What that's a what dumbass. I, <laughs> that's what I would do. Yeah, great. That's what I would do. Okay. You have uh, four chicken tenders. One of them is spicy. Mm-hmm. One of them is Dijon mustard. Mm. One of them is honey barbecue. Mm-hmm. One of them is regular crunchy. Mm-hmm. Which one do you take? Spicy. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only that's one that really one, makes yeah. any sense. When is he offering spicy nuggets? You take spicy nuggets. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know about they that. They do. It's spicy. I, right I haven't eaten a nugget from one of those Nuggie. places in a really, really long time, but I love a spicy uh, vegan whatever nugget. Now, okay. You're an optometrist and you love what you Eye do. Eye doctor. You love what you you love what you do and you, love and, what you do. and you do what you love. Now, so you're looking deep into the eyes of one of your patients, and as you're looking in there, are they English? Sure, yeah, they're a Br- it's a British man. His Would name's you say Pfeiffer. It's my English patient. Sure, who gives a shit? <laughs> yeah, it's it's Ray Fines, and is Ray Fines the English patient? I don't know. I haven't seen. I it. think it is. I think it's Ray. Now you you're you're zooming in on his eyes. You're looking at his eyes, and you see that there's like 
this tiny little line, like right in the center do. of the cornea. And when you look at it, you see little itty bitty numbers, and you go one, two, three, four, and you write down the numbers, uh-huh. and but you don't say anything to him about it because, like, you—that's you, my secret. You've had like some of your research be stolen before, and so like you're just like, no, I'm gonna keep this with me. Close the chest. And so you're walking home, and you have this big plan. You're gonna Google those numbers and all this sort of stuff, but you're passing by, uh, like a white hen type place. Passing gas. And you go, I'm gonna buy a lottery ticket, and I'm gonna use those numbers. Mega millions. You win the whole. Holy fucking thing. shit. Now, another a wait, and you know what? No, it's not the Mega Millions. It's a really small one. So you don't get that much money. But you win the ma- main one, but it's like grand. it's like 20 grand. You're like, yeah. that's good. That's not like Tom good. Just gives a shit. Yeah, yeah. You're making those big eye bucks. Um and and but so you go like, I wonder if I look in his eyes again if it'll be new numbers. So you you have them, but you wait, you have to wait because you can't just can, No, no, no. I can no, afford you fab- Yeah, you fabricate it. You go like, actually you need to come in. It might be dead. Yeah, exactly. So you, you have, have to come him in. Come in. I want to check your eyes to see if you're dead. So he comes in, you check his eyes again, new numbers. You write those down. So you're like, okay, this is my I, golden I, I, goose. I minority report him. Okay, go on. I you're going to steal his eyes. I'm steal his eyes. Fuck. But, but this is it got so much darker than it needs to. What are you talking about? What do you mean? You're d- stealing the man's eyes? I'm putting the other eyes mummy? in there. I'm okay. not the mummy, dude. Jesus Christ. No, dude, there's no eye. But this is what I don't realize. It's Ugh. him. Yeah, I mean, he's the too vehicle. late, dude. <laughs> Like you've gone too far, too fast. I didn't go too far. The I guy thought, was. I, I thought it was going to become romantic. You could go on dates with him and look into his eyes. Like, damn, but man. I don't know what you're. You talk- cut out his eyes and replace them with other eyes. Like, what is this surgery? With cat eyes. <laughs> I, I, it gets worse and worse, man. I, I almost want to strike it from the record. It's. I feel like we just <laughs> revealed that you're a psychopath. And the thing that I realized too is like cat eyes are too small, so I have to get two kinds of cat eyes and stick them in you're there. You're telling this to your cellmate at fucking Rikers. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize it when it's too late. I'm in some like Gotham prison. That's like what I'm. In. <laughs> okay, you're at Macy's Day Parade, but it's inside the store because you're looking for a new suit. As you're walking around, you realize that, like, you know what? Suits are kind of a silly thing for special events. Even though this is a nice wedding and you know the couple, you know them for a long time, you think you're able to take a fashion risk. You start going around to all the different sections, right? Okay, sports and leisure. Okay, there's a blazer there, all right? Maybe you can do something with a little crop top. Oh, okay, what about a tank top? Maybe even trousers. Maybe even flared denim. I don't know. The whole world is blowing up in your face, similar to that woman who saw that that uh, uh, wrapping paper dress. You're like, oh, Oh my God, fashion is not about what you're wearing. Fashion is about what you're saying. Wow. So you have to now decide what you're saying to then decide what you're going to wear. What are you saying first? I'm an alien on this planet. Okay. And so I get, I just dress like an alien oh, all the time. So, like it's kind of like Ziggy Stardust a little bit. It's that 70s yeah. flair. I mean, sort it's of still thing. put together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. a lot. Yeah, but I go monochrome. I go monochrome. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. It's understated, overstated yeah, mixture. Yeah. And 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 I just start always saying whenever I walk in the room, I'm an alien. So you really just dissolve relationships that way. Mm-hmm. That's cool. You're really excited. You're going to a, a surprise party for a friend. And you're like, oh, this is going to be so fun. I love a surprise party. It's going to be so great. You, you're you showing up late. Like everyone who is going to be there, all your friends, like they all got there a little bit before you. You go in. You're like, oh, I hope I don't ruin the surprise. I hope they don't say surprise when I walk in. You know, And you get to the door and you kind of open it up. And then and everyone turns and they go, oh, there's a little baby here. What? 
And then they're all looking at you like you're a little baby. And then everyone just starts going, oh, 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 get the baby in before the friend. No whatever friend's concerned. Name is. There's a baby. Just and everyone's they like, what is going on? Get yeah. the baby in here. They don't want to ruin all the they surprise. About, they don't they want to ruin the surprise. Yeah, no one's like, so oh, where's the, the baby baby's in. mom or but dad? Now, you just keep going like, is this some kind of elaborate joke? Everyone's acting like I'm a baby. But then they keep doing things that they can only do to a baby. They lift you up. Even though you're like, I'm the same size. That guy, he's lifting me up so I'm like I'm a baby. And he lifts me up. But yeah, so in your mind, you're like, there's some perspective thing going on right. here that's really confusing because I feel that I'm my normal Joey self. I'm 5'5". Five, five, and yet when they pick me up, it's like I'm the size of a baby. Yeah. And so how do you use this? Well, I realize I'm in a human Gundam. So I'm actually a small size human in a human Gundam. Or it might be a small robot inside of a human Gundam. Oh. And then I'm like, oh, holy shit, if that's the case, then everyone else here is a Gundam too. I got to go to war. And they're bigger Gundams. So I, gotta, I, so I just start going to town. By the time the actual like birthday person enters the room, yeah, yeah. it's a... Blood. It's a bloodbath a in there. Surprise! Yeah. And you and you discover with the last living Gundam that it was a joke. Like they were just trying to prank you. And like everyone was trying to say that, but you were like, I'm a Gundam. Like you snapped. It's similar to cutting out the guy's no, eyes. No, it's not. You snapped so fast. <laughs> like you like the the fabric of reality just burst for you so immediately. It's crazy. It's, it's, I'm, it's, I'm ready. That's it's what I'm saying. Like, I'm yeah. ready for it to go at any time. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So uh okay. You're on a cruise ship, right? Late night, you're able to roam the docks and roam any kind of level you want. It's pretty like like free to go anywhere. There's nothing that you can't like go to or anything like that. It's just like you can go to the cafeteria area. It's empty. The dining room area, it's empty. Whatever, all this stuff. As you're walking around the ship like that, you 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 feel someone tap on your shoulder. You look over your left. No one's there. You're like, oh, weird. Maybe it's just like kind of like a pressure thing. Maybe, maybe I'm just having a heart attack or something. <laughs> it's something with my left side and my chest. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. You start walking around again. Maybe you're, you know, you're going to go get a drink. You go to the bar. It's open up. You know what I mean? They just have cocktails lined up. Are yeah. you bored? some kind of ghost ship. <laughs> oh, it's not. Yeah. That's like you paid the beer. It's a carnival cruise. Line. Okay. So you go in there and another tap. And like, what the hell? Like, another tap. Nothing. So again, you're like, maybe it's this jacket you're wearing. Maybe yeah. it's, there's like a piece of like heavy finger in there that like keeps on dropping down on your shoulder. Like, uh-huh. That's what it is. You're like, Rub your shoulder. No, nah, there's no heavy finger in there. Oh, I thought it was just a piece of heavy finger. I <laughs> guess it's not. Well, you grab your two cocktails. You go out to the pool area and you start sipping on uh, a cocktail. Yeah. There's no tap on your shoulder. Yeah. But you see a finger come up and tap on your toe and then go right back behind your foot. Uh huh. So you just see a finger come up boop, 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 and go down. Yeah. Now it's not scary. I would be terrified. <laughs> Hold on. It's not I don't s- think you can tell me what my experience is. Like, if I saw that, I I'd be definitely scared. Can. It's not scary. Okay. In the sense that the finger's not gnarled. It's not like, like yeah. you're dead. It, but it looks like like a, 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 like a playful hobbit, like an elf or something. Yeah, you know, yeah. Something small, but you're like, okay, this is, it's just, it's scary because you're like, what the fuck? But it's not, it's not evil. Yeah. What do you do? I think I act like I don't see it. And then I, I like make a big show about how I'm like, I got to go to the bathroom. Oh, man. And then I go into the bathroom and I know I always have two knives. I have two like small blades always tucked into my two, you know, right along my thighs. Yeah. I get in the bathroom and I act like I'm peeing and then I feel the slightest tap and I go nuts with those knives. Yeah. Just oh my God. spinning around, stabby, 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 whatever. And it turns out it was a hobbit. 
and uh, he's got a note on him and it says he's recruiting me uh, and it's like it looks like it's like they're they're Mike. it's like a lost book of Tolkien and Mike. it like looked amazing oh, and it, and it's like to go like form forge new rings of power oh, and they're all well, good. I don't know if that'd be good, but yeah. I would turn it evil. So, yeah, of course. so for I mean, me, already, yeah. No, for me I'm like, oh, I really wish I'd done it because then I would have gotten the one ring to rule the There all. you go. So kind of like, so then everyone goes like it's probably good that he killed that sure, but, uh, that burglar or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I would just kill the burglar. Okay. Sick. Yeah. Okay. okay, that was terrific. I loved every second every of it. Every fucking second. All right, we want to say thank you to everyone who's joined our Patreon. You heard already what happens if you join the Patreon. You have extreme, extreme priority uh-huh. to get that audience doo doo. And there. because your names are in a smaller, more rarefied list, we think about you a lot. So much more. We spend time thinking about you. <laughs> Joey will just send me a name, and then we'll just both kind of talk about oh, you. Oh, okay. Just, just the name itself. We just no we, context. Yeah. No information. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. Just the name. Yeah. But we so greatly appreciate it. And it, any anything you have, if you have 150 a month and you just want us to call you whenever, <laughs> just let us know and just do it. it. Just drop do that it. shit in there. But we, we really, truly, truly appreciate we really it. Do. And we're really going to work this year to bring you guys all sorts yeah, of Yeah, we got a stuff. lot of fun shit coming up. We just got to get the things in line to get it to you. And when it's to you, trust me, you're going to see it. <laughs> <laughs> and when it's to you, it's going to go right through you like ocean water. Oh, let's go. <laughs> a little callback. So we got, uh, I got a couple shows coming up January 28th. I'm going to be at the San Francisco Sketch Fest, the Marsh Theater at 5 p.m. I'm also going to be in Bozeman, Montana. From February 7th to the 10th doing shows. I'm doing teeny tiny there. And then I'm going to be in Denver at Chaos Bloom Theater February 17th and 18th doing shows. Teeny tiny and improv as well. So if you're in Denver, you're in Bozeman, you're in San Francisco, you're in L.A., or you just like listen to us. You don't want to leave the house. I fucking get it. Yeah. That's what's going on. Mikey, you got anything you want to plug? I don't have anything I want to plug. What about no. the movie? I'm not, not. What movie? The movie you're fucking in. Oh, I got a movie called As We Know It. You can buy that online. I got a movie I made and directed and produced called Misrepresented. You can't see it anywhere, but uh, we're yeah. trying to get into the festivals. And I got an indie movie coming out called I Hate Myself and I Want to Die that you could also check out. Uh, I wish I was doing more live improv shows. So well, this year we can. for that. I'm trying to do it. And I think we're trying to do a live one of this podcast. Yeah, we don't know what that means, though. So yes. just, just get ready for something. <laughs> yes, really good. Okay. 